Should I take it as an insult that you're like, cool t-shirt, bro? Like, why are you wearing a baggy t-shirt? <laughs> no, because, I think it looks badass. Because I don't care anymore. Wait, That's so why. you said this is called a baggy t-shirt? Like, is that what you like? Here, look. Like, that I'll was the you. label on- So this is, what it's actually okay. called is, it's like oh, look at those oversized- abs whatever oversized cropped t-shirt so and this is what okay. I like about it because I actually like this new style of cropped t-shirt everyone's talking about everything's cropped you can't get a full-length t-shirt anymore which is kind of <laughs> annoying however with the oversized kind of baggy look it's cropped but it's not cropped so that like if you go like this your like entire boobs come out the bottom like it's still pretty yeah. long you know mm -hmm. what I mean so it's like Anyway, Ash is just I'm, shown off her abs on YouTube. So if you're not watching this on YouTube, so. you're missing out. I will not be lifting my shirt up because there's oh, no dude. abs right now. <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break. Well, we can talk about that because we have not, we have not caught up um, really since Christmas. I guess first we should just say welcome to the Muscle Science for Women podcast in case you're new here. Um, I'm Ashley. This is Rachel. We are co-hosts and we talk about muscle and fitness and other cool stuff. Um, but and before we get shit. into a really good question that someone actually, um, put into our email, um, which by the way, if you have a really good question for us, you can email muscle science for women at gmail.com. And that's for the number four, we'll put it in the show notes, but send us all your questions and comments. We got a really good one, but before we dive into it, we got to talk about the holidays and like yeah. how it went and what we ate and what caffeine we didn't drink and so on. Oh so God. Let's get into it. So did you have a good vacation and relaxing and fun? Yeah, I was in Florida for like 10 days and it was good, but it was the, like when the cold front came through. So it was yeah. literally, literally 20 degrees in Florida. I was in I obviously that. like I was in the Northern part. Um, and so the nine out of 10 days we were there, it was so cold. And then the last day we're there, it's like goes jumps up to like 70 and sunny and like perfect weather when when we're leaving and I'm just like this is of course and then I come That's back to San weird. Diego and it's been raining non-stop in San Diego mm -hmm. like it doesn't happen and it's I've been back for a week and I'm telling you every single day it's just pouring rain there's like a term oh, yeah. for it we were watching the news and Alex told me to mm -hmm. say like hey you should ask Rachel about this what's it called it's a I forgot but I was just talking about it like an hour ago and I totally oh, I can't remember and he's gonna be pissed, like something tundra no, it's something about like, oh, I can't remember. But anyway, it basically means like an insane amount of rain in California that doesn't normally happen. So literally insane. Yikes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, listen, it's January, so you're going to get the crap weather. We actually here, I mean, I was in Nova Scotia. So yeah. Nova Scotia is like one of the warmer, warmer parts of Canada, which is to say not minus 20 and full of snow. But I mean, you know, it's like hovers around zero degrees and it's sort of like wet and um, it was quite beautiful the two weeks that I was there and we actually got to like really relax and shut her down and it wasn't too bad. And then we came back to Ottawa, which is really usually the deep freeze place. And it's mm -hmm. been not so bad. Like it's, it's going to come, it's going to come. The What's not so bad. Like not so bad here is like, again, around zero degrees. So like whatever that is in Fahrenheit, I don't know. It's about the same, but like, you know, minus minus two or three instead of it will be minus 25 here. So like this is actually reasonable. Like if you can go outside and don't feel like you're going to actually die, that's decent weather for, for the winter that. here. So, well, yeah, that's why no one comes here in the winter. You got to wait till like spring or summer, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so did you, I'm interested because you're obviously kind of the more like generally on the ball with nutrition than I am, but do you, where are you in your like 
bulking, cutting, preparing for something phase? Like how did you treat the holidays? Were you like yeah. pretty on point or what did you do? So holidays, I was just, you know, doing, I guess just normal. I'm in I maintenance, I guess you can call this phase that I'm in. And I'm more so in like a maintenance healing phase, I guess you could say. Um, I've been dealing with like just a not optimal gut the past mm. few months. Um, and so I've been trying to like, you know, you hear all about like, you know, people having gut issues and there's obviously so much that goes into that and all that, but I've just like, I've been working with my own coach as I always do. Um, and just trying to like, like not focus on like physique stuff. It's more so like, okay, I'm in maintenance now. I went through like my reverse diet after my video shoot, I've been hanging out here for a while, just kind of trying to, you know, maintain, but also now focusing more so on like the internal stuff and really like dialing in on that. So that's mm -hmm. something that I think 2023 is going to be the year of really getting like experimenting with some stuff when it comes to like the internal side versus the external cool. side. Um, so yeah, that's really where I'm that's at. And I, we can talk a little about a little bit more about that too, because it kind of plays into the no caffeine thing that I'm doing and yeah. All so that. I saw that on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, okay, we got to yeah. talk about that, but, um, oh so what are some just like high level, we don't have to make the whole podcast about this, but like, if you're talking about some gut health issues, what are some like high level things you've been doing, especially in the midst of the holidays when gut health can mm. definitely take a hit? Yeah. So I think just kind of making sure that I'm focused on the foods that I know are, are digesting well for me right now. Um, and I think for some people that changes over time too, like yeah. sometimes you can get certain intolerances to foods, especially if, um, like maybe you've been eating a lot of it for a while, right? Like a big quantity of it. Like for example, eggs is something that like, I'm Did not saying that stop eating squash. No. Cause you ate so no. much squash. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, no, I did not take out the squash, but I digest that very well. So right. that was something that, um, was made me very happy. Um, but it's really just focusing and I don't really want to go into super specifics because it's so different for everybody. So I don't want to say like, Oh, I'm reducing this in my diet because of this reason. It's really just because I know the things that digest well for me based off of how I feel after I eat them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I've just been focusing on dialing in that, um, and, you know, playing around with different type, like different fiber intakes too. So I've gotten my fiber intake up to pretty high without having any issues. So I'm actually playing around with bringing that down a little bit and then also, you know, seeing what that does, but then also bringing it back up and seeing what that does. And obviously this is over the course of time, right? It's not like one day you do this and one day you do that. It's like, okay, spend just like we talk about all the time. Like you need to spend time like mm -hmm. weeks on end doing something. Um, so yeah. And then this, well, I guess I could just mention the caffeine thing. So, um, the first part of the caffeine thing was it's going along with this kind of, I don't want to say cleanse or reset. Cause I hate that. Um, I guess you could just say like a, a break, like I'm giving my gut a break, I guess, um, for these two weeks I'm following like starting, started on Monday through the next two weeks. I'm following like a very specific, um, gut thing. I I'm like hesitant again to say cleanse or anything like that. Detox uh, slash protocol. toning program. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> protocol. Let's call it a protocol that I've 
my coaches put together for me. And um, it includes basically, you know, taking out certain things that can be more irritable. So like gluten, dairy, um, you know, all artificial sweeteners, anything like that's processed. So it's mostly just like whole foods and um, it's like a, a more Mediterranean style diet. So very high in omega threes. And obviously I try to get that in through my normal diet, but it's more so just like a bump up in that. And then actually bringing protein down pretty aggressively from what I'm used to. Um, and so it's really just kind of like, like I said, giving my gut and my even liver just a break from like trying to metabolize all like because protein takes a lot to metabolize. Right. Yeah. And not saying that you should do this, but I've eaten high protein for a while. So it's like, okay, let's just see if taking a little bit of a break with including other things can help to, I don't know, reset. I, I hate the word reset too. It's just a break. I'm just going to call it a break. break. That's the yeah. word. It's a break. It's a specific protocol. And then, um, bringing caffeine out, like cutting caffeine out altogether is part of the protocol. I mean, I think this is cool. I think it's a, an interesting topic for us to talk about since you and I are always sort of like tooting the horn of like high protein. But again, like we say this a million times and we'll say it a million more that it depends on what your goal is. So if you are trying to build muscle and change your body composition, probably upping your protein is a good plan mm -hmm. of attack. As you said, protein is sort of a, um, it's a high energy sort of macro that takes a lot of work to digest and it can be taxing if you are already kind of compromised in various different ways, especially with gut health. And so, and it's interesting, it's good for you to talk about this specifically too, because a lot of people might be like, well, you're, you're always about like being fit mm -hmm. and having muscle and all this stuff. Like, how could you be going lower protein? Like, what's that going to do to you? It's like, it might just improve your gut health and it'll be a couple months and then you'll be fine or whatever, yeah. you know? Um, so that's kind of cool. I'll be interested to like, hear, you know, how it's mm -hmm. going. Um, yeah. But yeah. Were you, and were you super miserable with the caffeine? Oh my thing? God. So the, the, like, I'm following a very, very strict protocol, but it's only for two weeks for the strict protocol. And then okay. we start to introduce things and get a little bit more like protein will start to come back up. Okay. I'm not like having no protein. It's like a hundred grams right now. I'm used right. to having like 150, 160, right. whatever. Um, so it's not like zero protein. It's just less Lower. than usual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then again, like I said, some other things, and there's some supplements and things involved to help with some of like the quote unquote detoxing side of things, you know, um, just like herbs and things like that. Right. Um, but yeah, with the caffeine, I basically did like one day of half calf on Sunday. Cause I knew that I had to start on Monday and I planned on doing like, like a, you know, the mm -hmm. last few days, like, cause I got home from Florida on Thursday, love last week. And then I was like, okay, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to like start to wean it down. Right. Like do like three fourths caffeine, a fourth decaf, you know, half and half, blah, blah, blah. And I got back on Thursday and I was like, so thrown off by the time difference. And I had like so much to get done. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to go cold Turkey when Monday hits. Um, so on Sunday I ended up doing half and then Monday and Tuesday were, were rough. Like I had got through it and I was, I'm basically drinking a lot of different teas, but they're just non-cap mm -hmm. like decaf tea so mm -hmm. that helps with like the habit of waking up in the yeah. morning and drinking coffee so I just replaced that with decaf tea but I'm telling you I had like 
yeah, one of the worst headaches on that I've ever had in my life on yeah. Monday, even doing all the things like making sure my electrolytes are on point, all that. But I slept for 10 and a half hours straight on Tuesday night and then 10 hours I on Monday night. And I was like literally in bed at 8 30 and just knocked out and just slept through the whole night. So that almost yeah. makes me want to not, not drink caffeine to see if that would do that for me. Like I, I, the last time I did this too, like went cold Turkey for like a few days, I had like a whomper of a headache. So I yeah. wouldn't be pumped about that. But like the idea of like getting a little caffeine out of your system and like sleeping 10 hours is like, yeah, that's like blowing my yeah. mind. That's amazing. And one other thing I'll mention, and then I'll let you talk. Cause I'm, I know I'm talking a lot. The other side of the no caffeine is like you said, like I haven't taken out caffeine in I don't know how many years, like probably right. five plus years since I've not had some type of caffeine like during the day. Mm -hmm. um, and so thinking about that too, like obviously the protocol that I'm doing kind of, you know, elicited it, but I was thinking to myself like, okay, uh, we all know caffeine's a drug, right? And so one of my like new year's challenges to myself was to see if I could cut it out and still function. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of people were like, and I thought this was a cool new year's challenge. Cause a lot of people are like doing, you know, other stuff where it's like workouts and diet and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, well I, my challenge to myself this year is going to be a two weeks of no caffeine because I know that I am dependent on it. Right. Mm -hmm. When you're dependent on something, there's a challenge there to like, take it out and be like, okay, I'm going to build some resiliency. I'm going to prove to myself that I don't need this to function. Mm -hmm. And that's a way to kind of build up that confidence in what you're doing. Right. It's just like anything else. It's like doing a fasting, like a 24 hour fast, right. It builds that resiliency. Right. And same with taking out caffeine or any other type of thing that you're doing. And so that was something too, that I wanted to basically challenge myself to was to, to be able to do that for two weeks and stick with it, um, and have that kind of accomplishment afterwards. So that's cool. That was another piece what? of it. How far into the two weeks are you? So I started on Monday. So we're recording on days. Thursday. Yeah. I'm so, but I'm over, like, it was just the first two days that were pretty rough yesterday. I had a little bit of an afternoon, like slump, mm -hmm. um, in terms of energy, but yeah, I feel like I'm past it. I feel good. Well, I'm glad that it's only two weeks because this is a really unexpected, but good segue into our brand new show sponsor who Yay. just happens to be a purveyor of fine caffeines. Um, and that's new. So I gotta, we just got to talk about them for a minute because this just, it works out really well. Um, anybody who knows me or who has followed me at any point knows that I love Bub's Naturals. So they are most well known for making really high quality collagen and MCT products. And I have um, been a fan of theirs. I've worked with them on and off since they started. Um, I really was drawn to, I mean, their products are really good quality, but I really was drawn to the fact that they're um, a veteran supporting business and they give 10% of their earnings to um, veteran supporting charities, which is a huge amount. Like most companies are not coming anywhere close to that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being a military family myself, that is important to me. And I, you know, if I'm going to buy collagen anyway, or I'm going to support a company anyway, I'm going to support a company who's taking that extra step to do good things for people. So, um, they've sponsored my podcasts and my work and stuff on and off for years, amazing people. And they've signed on to, um, sponsor muscle science for women this year. So we're super 
pumped to have them. And just in time, they're launching all these new products, which is like so excited for those of us who are not off caffeine because they offer coffee now, which makes so much sense, right? Like their products are all stuff you put in coffee. And so now they're just adding the coffee along with it. And I don't know if I can actually talk about, maybe I won't say this, but they have some new products in addition to the coffee coming out very soon. They're also coffee related. That is just, it's super exciting. So we're going to do some like giveaways coming up. Um, we're going to talk about their products. We are getting some, we don't even have the, the coffee yet because it's so new, but we're going to get some and try it. And we'll keep you guys posted, let you know how mm -hmm. it goes when Rachel's off the, off the caffeine fast, Only we can she's going to get on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but for anybody who wants to just get on board now and buy some stuff, um, if you're a collagen person, if you like MCT in your coffee, they've got all kinds of other like sort of um, swag and like really good coffee frother, like little hand frothers, all the kinds of stuff you need. Um, our code is MSW20 and you get 20% off, which is another thing I like about them. They give their uh, like, you know, uh, partners good discounts. Um, so 20% off is pretty significant. So. Mm -hmm. Go to bubsnaturals.com, go buy some stuff, MSW20. They have coffee now. Huge. Okay. Yes. And I will be testing that out and we'll report yeah. back in a few yes. podcasts. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be good. So New Year's resolutions, I might as well tell you about one yeah. of mine. You start talking. Can, <laughs> yeah. And then we can get, we can get into some other people's actual questions, but um, it's really kind of an interesting segue. And I'm not surprised that you and I are like on the same page about this, but you know, you wanted to do something instead of just like, Hey, I'm going to do some like fitness or body composition goal. Like you're like been there, done that. I know how to do this. This is part of my life. You really kind of wanted to like challenge yourself with something you have not done and that you knew would be like not easy and not necessarily fun. And I'm kind of in a very similar situation. So I, I have been thinking for a while that I've been felt, I've been feeling a little aimless in my like physical fitness goals and world, right? Like ever since like having a kid and then kind of coming back, you know, I'm always going to work out. I'm always going to go to the gym. I'm always going to want to be strong and lift weights. That's a part of my day in my life. It's kind of non-negotiable, but I mean, to be honest for the last long time, I've been working out pretty minimally and with not a lot of direction and just to do it, which again, is not the worst thing in the world. You know, you've got like different priorities. There's different stuff going on. I'm still going in there. I'm still like maintaining fitness and that's great, but I'm getting bored and I'm getting like, I need something else. Um, and I was complaining to Alex about it because I'm like, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't want to just pick like another bodybuilding competition. Like I've kind of done it. Like I'd just be doing it just to do it. Maybe like, I want to, yeah. if it's something it's like, I want it, there to be a reason, you know? Um, and like, I don't know, like a little mini triathlon, you and I have talked about that. We live on mm -hmm. opposite sides of the continent. Like it <laughs> makes that a little tricky. So like, I just have been like spinning my wheels. I'm just like, what do I want to do? I don't know. And so of course he kind of swung in with his idea that he's very good at convincing me. And so long story short, what I'm going to be doing, it's an experiment. It's a three month experiment. And I'm going to be trying and learning rock climbing. Oh. And the reason this is interesting is because I don't really like rock climbing. I'm not really into it. And I'm not sure if I'm, I don't think I'm particularly good or really maybe have the capacity to be good. He tells me that I do, but I think he's just, you know, trying to get me to do it. 
Um, but what's, what's unique about it is like, I've always been somebody who likes trying new things and learning, and I don't mind sucking at something if I want to do it. So like when I was dabbling in like arm wrestling and jujitsu, like I'm cool with being the beginner because it's a topic or a sport that I'm like really interested in. So I'm like pumped about it. Rock climbing. I'm like, I don't know if I even like this and I'm kind of scared of it. And like, I don't know he's really into it. He really likes it. He's done it for a long time. He does outdoors, indoors. I mean, it's part of his like military training. He's done this stuff. So like, he's pretty accomplished. He really likes it. And he enjoys it for the sort of like unstructured physical movement that it is. Like he gets bored with working out too. He's like lifting weights is fine, but it's like, it's just lifting weights. Like this is a different expression of your body. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and you're going to learn a skill, you're going to whatever. And then it's also like time he and I are going to spend together because anybody who's listening, who's a parent knows like, and even anybody, you don't have to be a parent. If you're a part of a couple and you're busy and you've got your own lives, like sometimes you don't always have like quality time together. So mm-hmm. he's like, okay, three months, every Friday, I'm going to teach you and we're going to do it together. And we go to this really cool gym that's in Quebec, which is close to us. And there's a very cool gym there, by the way. So I always told him like, worst comes to worst. If I like really hate this and like get mad at you, like I'll just run into the gym and go work out. But I'm really dedicating. I'm going to dedicate like three months to this, partly for the time spent with him, partly for the physical movement, doing something different and challenging myself, but then partly to like try to overcome again, like a little bit of like fear and like trying to work through something that I don't really want to do. And there's a fine Mm -hmm. line between being sort of bullied or peer pressured into doing something you hate and which I don't think is the case here, but there's also the side of like, we're adults who, if you're in a fortunate place in life, you don't really have to do a whole lot of things that you find uncomfortable or tricky or scary, right? Mm -hmm. Like And again, this isn't the case for everybody, but I'm just saying for the vast majority of us who are doing okay in life and we've got a job and we're our families, we've got our routine. We're not on a daily basis, like doing something that scares us necessarily. Right. Um, And this kind of scares me a little bit. Like I, I don't think I have like a phobia of heights. That's beyond what a normal human being should be feeling when they're, you know, (laughs) hanging off of a wall. But like, I've done it a little bit with him here and there. And like, every time I do it, I'm like, I don't like this very much. Like I'm kind of freaked out by it. So anyway, he's like, maybe if you learn the skill and maybe if you spend actually, you know, like maybe if we dedicate ourselves to it, you might get over the fear. You might find it like sort of like chess with your body and really enjoy it. You might get stronger. Who knows what's going to happen, but like, let's just Mm -hmm. try it for a few months because you have nothing else that you want to do and you're bored. And I was like, all right, you won me over. So tomorrow actually is going to be our first- day and um I'll let you oh but that's the other thing I had to cut my nails you guys this is how dedicated oh. I am you guys know I have my beautiful <laughs> natural talons and I'm very proud of you cannot have long nails if you're climbing up a rock wall uh, so I had to chop those babies off so this means this means business okay I'm they still it. look good they still thank look you good. thank you that's so, awesome yeah. though I mean it yeah that's amazing and I think obviously just with anything it's like doing things that scare you builds resiliency builds you know self-discipline too to like continue Mm -hmm. on with it and Mm -hmm. all of those things like they will directly impact all areas of your life in beneficial ways right 
So, so. that I is awesome. So. And it's cool too. Cause we talked about it. I was like, you know, maybe at the end of this three months, I will be like, I feel no differently about this. Like, I still don't enjoy it. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is your hobby, <laughs> not mine. And that's it. But even if that's the outcome, we still spent time together. I still moved my body and challenged myself yeah. and I learned something, right? So if yeah. that's the worst outcome, that's pretty great. And if there's a better outcome, if I decide that I like it, and this is something we like pursue as a hobby together or something like, cool, all the better. So yeah. anyway, that's jury's awesome. out. We'll see. That's awesome. And that reminded me to, I also forgot to share one thing that I did do that I'm doing for the next three months as well is okay. um, one goal is to get more, a little bit more social and like get out of just this office and the gym. Um, so I joined a kickball team <laughs> because that's like the only type, like I was looking for like a basketball league or like something else, but there wasn't really any that were as social as like kickball. Cause I feel like kickball is just one of those things that is easy for a lot of people to do versus like basketball is like really, you gotta know what you're doing. Um, so it's a, you know, female kickball league every Sunday and Brie actually convinced me to do it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really want to do this. Cause I've done kickball. Like I've, I joined a kickball team a long time ago. And I was like, I never went. Cause I was like, Oh, this is like a Sunday. I just want to like do my own thing. Like, I don't want to be dedicated to anything. Um, but I found myself like, not really like, I'm like, I can do this for an hour on Sundays and like meet people and be social. And so that's what I'm doing for the next three months. And yeah, not as cool as rock climbing, but no, but look at us going outside of our comfort zones and like just trying something because what the hell? And this is the other thing, too. Like, again, we're not old, especially you. I'm a little old, but like, we were not so old that it's like, you know, people, once you get past your like early 20s, I feel like, like, once you get out of college or university, your opportunities for stuff like that, for like organized recreational sports, for meeting new people in a like non-work environment, like those kinds of mm-hmm. things don't happen anymore when you become a quote unquote adult. It's a lot harder um, and you have to make the effort. You know, it doesn't just yeah. come to you, especially in like post-pandemic living when people like it's it's oh an increased effort to do anything social or leader house or learn new things. So virtual yeah, high fives for both of us. We're yes. killing it. So- Sweet. All right. Sweet. All right. Should we <laughs> okay. talk about um we yeah, have a question got, we want to talk we've about? We've got a good question we're gonna dive yeah. into, and then that'll be the end of our catch-up uh recap of the holidays. And this is kind of a cool question because it's just one we don't we don't get asked very much. So I thought it was a cool one for us to dive into. Um and I don't need I don't think I need to go back to the email and actually ask it, but this individual is basically saying she has um what she calls thick thighs. She's got big, muscular, strong legs, and she actually wants to reduce the size of her legs, her thighs specifically. And she's wondering about spot reducing muscle. Um, and I thought that was kind of a, a, it's a pretty, actually like we could go in a lot of different directions with this. I think it's an interesting topic. First, it's interesting because it's a good reminder that like, just because there's a certain physical trend right now, doesn't mean that everyone wants it right because right now Mm -hmm. big lower bodies bigger butts bigger thighs that's very in if you look on the internet um Mm -hmm. doesn't mean everybody everybody likes it and also it's quite unique it's quite unique for women in like mainstream culture to want to 
reduce muscle in general because it's so hard for us to get it in the first place. Like most women aren't struggling with having too much muscle. Of course, that's also Mm -hmm. sometimes a subjective thing, right? Like what she may consider too much muscle. Other people would be like, hey, that's great. I'd I'd love that. Um, Yeah. But she's basically asking, can I reduce the size of my thighs without reducing the size of other parts of my body. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of things we can, we can dive into there, but yeah. what's kind of your initial, your initial thoughts. Yeah. So I have like two things that I just want <clears throat> to clarify, or at least things for her to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the first thing is general statement that you can't reduce body fat. Like you can't spot reduce body fat. Sorry. You cannot spot reduce body fat. However, you can quote unquote, spot reduce muscle if you really want to, um, because you just can. And I'll explain why, um, to a degree, right. To a degree. Um, so that's the first thing. And I'll explain that a little bit in a second. The, The second thing just to make sure is that the, like, I just want her to make sure that the bigger thighs that she feels like she has, is that truly the muscle that is too big, or is it just that there is maybe some more fat there that needs to be reduced? Right. So I would definitely make sure that that's the case first, because trying to reduce muscle is probably for most people, not a good idea, especially women, because you want as much muscle as possible. However, if you feel like you're overdeveloped in a certain area, and that is an aesthetic thing that you really just makes you uncomfortable. And you know, that it's truly the muscle that's causing that it's not like the body fat over the muscle, because you know, the, the, I'm going to get big and bulky, like that comes from body fat, right? For most Mm -hmm. women, the bulky, like look is because they have some more body fat over their muscles. And then when you lose the body fat, you unveil the more muscular toned, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just, you're, I want you to, to talk about this more, but I think mm-hmm. just to interject what she may be struggling with because, and again, I can't speak for her, but since she, that's the information we got, like, I think it could be both is the problem because mm-hmm. while most women don't have too much muscle, that it's problematic, even from an aesthetic point of view, like you said, some women, everybody usually has some muscles or body parts that they can develop a lot easier than others. Right. And so Mm -hmm. for example, like I'll use my example, because I feel like I could, I could have asked someone this, this same question, but with regards to my arms instead of my legs. So I've always, the way my, my body shape is, and maybe the history that I have of like gymnastics or swimming or whatever, and the way my muscle shape is, I have like, I can build sort of muscle on my arms relatively easily. And because I have natural body fat on top of it, it makes my arms look in my view, way bigger than other women, my size Mm -hmm. in a way that I don't always love if my body fat gets inches a little bit higher, maybe. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of both. Like it's, it is because I have more body fat, maybe that's making me feel bulky. But if I didn't have that sort of bigger muscle underneath it, it wouldn't look like that. So that's kind of the thing. It's like, maybe she does, like you said, maybe just need to get a little less developed in that area and also maybe work on the body composition, fat Mm -hmm. loss thing. It could be, it could be both. Cause yeah, like maybe she doesn't want to lose a ton of fat. Maybe she's not a relatively healthy, sustainable body fat, but because she's got these, these big quads, cause she just can grow those quads. It looks a little Mm -hmm. bulkier than she likes. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I agree. And I would just say like, if that is the case that like quads are bigger and there are some like females that I've seen who just are genetically gifted with like amazing quads and like, they don't need to do one leg extension their entire life and their quads are just there. Right. Yes. Um, so what I was going back to in the beginning is like, you can like spot reduce muscle by just, and okay, let me preface this. It, kind of depends to like where that muscle is. So if you're generally like, oh, I don't want to have big arms or whatever, that's like, there's a lot of muscles there, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. we got to kind of distinguish like, okay, what's like, what is it? Is it your traps? Is it your shoulders? Is it your biceps or triceps? Like that will determine, okay, where you spend less time. Things like quads, I think that that's actually, even though they're one of the biggest muscle, they are the biggest muscle in our body. Our quads are literally, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I read a research post like a few weeks ago that people are like, uh, going through like the muscles in the body and like the biggest ones and quads are like the number one biggest muscle. Um, everybody thinks like it's your glutes, but it's actually quads. Um, so anyway, that was side note, but if you want to reduce your quads, you just do a little less volume on your quads and put more volume on other body parts when you're training. Um, I probably would advise against like just completely cutting out all lower body training. Right. But there are things that you can do, especially if you're following like a hypertrophy style training program, like our program and muscle science for women, there are ways to, for example, if you're squatting, right. There are ways, whatever squat you're doing, there are ways to bias your glutes over your quads in a squat, not saying that your quads aren't going to still get some stimulus, but you can reduce the stimulus to your quads. If you perform that movement a certain way, Mm -hmm. right. To basically bias the glutes more. And it's just like other movements too. Like if you're trying to like reduce your quad size, don't probably don't be doing a lot of like knees over toes type things when you're, you know, like split squats where you're getting your knee over your toe, you're touching your calf to your, you're touching your hamstrings to your calf, right? Lots of knee bend there. Cause that's a lot of quad stimulus. Uh, maybe you're doing a, you know, glute dominant split squat where you're just coming down and you're stopping around 90 degrees and you're really just focusing on that, those glutes. Um, and again, not saying that quads are not going to work, but you're taking the bias away from them. So mm-hmm. if that's truly what you want, I would just say, okay, put less volume in movements that require more quad dominance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's common sense, but it makes sense. And I think, I think like one of the things too, with the very few lucky people out there who can build muscle super easily and that are like, whoops, maybe I need to scale it back. It tends to be, again, I'm not speaking for this woman, but it tends to be that like the muscles you can build easily are also like the ones you like working on. So like, I complain about like, if I gain five pounds, I'm like, my arms are so big. It's like, well, stop doing bicep curls then. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of my fault a little bit too, because I I like upper body stuff. That's what I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be more developed on me because I'm doing it more. So Mm -hmm. I think this is where having a coach too, potentially could be really beneficial for someone like this, because they might be able to even go into what their current program is and audit it. Like someone like you, your Absolutely. mind is so good at this. Like you could go in and look at what she's doing and be like, okay, well, you know, if you still love lunges and squats and all this stuff, we just can make some tweaks to the the setup and the intention and the Execution, way you're ex- yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, kudos to anybody out there. Who's just like, damn, my muscles are too big because <laughs> we would love to I, be there. I would there. say also, yeah, that's like another thing I would say is like, maybe shift your mindset a little bit. If and I know this is hard with aesthetics and like how we feel about certain parts of our body, but it's like, 
Yeah, exactly. And embrace it. Maybe you're just, maybe you need to spend a little bit of time embracing it and seeing and like shifting your mindset a little bit and then see how you feel after. Cause who knows, Mm -hmm. you might change your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are two sides to this coin because everyone is completely entitled to make their body look the way they want it to look. Um, but you know, maybe like you said, even spending some time embracing the discomfort and just like, just Mm -hmm. living in those thick thighs and just loving it and maybe looking at yourself from the perspective of all of these millions of people around the world who would just kill to have big, big old quads, you know, and be like, actually, this is pretty, this is pretty badass and unique of me that I, I have this, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, anyway, I mean, I think the, the too long didn't read version is you can absolutely adjust a lower body program to make it less quad dominant or whatever the body part is. Um, and to, again, maybe do, do an audit or, or check, like, is this also maybe a body fat thing? You know, like mm-hmm. we're not telling anybody to go get skinnier or get leaner, but that is the reality. Like 99% of the time when women are worried about being bulky, it is more of a body fat issue than a, um, overly muscled issue. Right. 100%. Sweet. All right. I think we were pretty, I think we like spoke pretty, uh, articulately. I feel like people probably understood yeah. most of what we were saying in today's episode, despite being off for like almost a month. So congratulations <laughs> to us. We tried. We tried real hard. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, We'll be back next week. And you know where to find us if you want to give us any feedback, um, questions, thoughts, ideas for future episodes. We're on Instagram. We've got our websites. It's all in the show notes. Drop a note and say hi. We'd love to hear from you. Bye.